Oh, man. Uh, so he's not there. So Gre- you and Greg were having a conversation because I, I had mentioned during the break that I saw uh, our friend Alex Michelson of uh, Fox 11 tweet out that uh, breaking Los Angeles County plans to implement a curfew from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. starting on Friday night. Restaurants with outdoor dining, breweries, and wineries will be reduced to 50% capacity. And what was the issue you had, Greg? So I all I did was say like, oh hey, where's that uh, where's that tweet about about it? Because I want to read it. And he and LZ said, tweet. You can't find the information about your governor unless it's on Twitter. Have you not heard of dot gov? Can you not know how to look? <laughs> Can you not find out when the governor issues out or? or any sort of war, uh, an announcement or anything, unless it's on social media. I mean, Greg, what? seriously. Uh, well, I mean, look, I'm on social media. Like, I am looking at Twitter at this moment, and uh, you know, we send we send notes back and forth within the show all the time in the show thread. So I was just thinking, you had it right in front of you. You know, you just pop it into the the show thread, and it makes it all that much easier. That was all. I'm just, uh, I'm just so baffled. I know how to get it. I mean, clearly you don't, though. DeMarco Farr joins us here now, uh, Rams on-field analyst, friend of the program. I don't know if you uh, took all that in, DeMarco, but Greg Bergman is a man in his mid-30s who needs, who literally asked, where can I find the governor's information? Where can I find the tweet? Instead of just going to the damn website. I, I mean, wow. I, I mean wow. What, what has happened to America? Well- well, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, jump in and make it a three-on-one. You know, he's got his reasons. Somebody's got to have his back. Why? I mean, you just Thank said, you. wow. So we know that you're being contrived here. We know you're not even – you don't saying. even believe it. Well, I mean, I, I, when I came – when I got on the line, you guys were just, like, smacking him around, so I felt bad for him. So, right. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? what we do. It's what he signed up for. It's just. It's, I just. It's well, so I don't. Simple. I don't want to be the third man in. <laughs> I mean, feel free though. It's just like you know. I mean, come on. When you were a defensive lineman, if two guys got to the quarterback and you so happened to also fall on the quarterback well, uh, within well, like a different. second, wouldn't you do it? That's different. That's money. That's that's pain. That's going for victory. This this is nothing but bullying. Yeah, it's also victory. You could also look at it's it as a competition victory. if you it's really wanted to. Or radio, either yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, DeMarco, before we ask you about the Rams, we were just talking about the Raiders' Chiefs' pettiness. Are you familiar with this story or no? Uh, John Gruden taking a victory lap. Correct. And Andy Reid yeah. taking umbrage with it um, and saying that they'll uh, do their talking on the field and blah, 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 and he wasn't happy with the way they uh, did, you know, acted that day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what do you make of all that? Because I didn't. Andy Reid didn't strike me as an unwritten rules guy. But what do you make of that in general? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's something that you don't do. But if you don't like it, play better. I mean, the only way to remember Jamal Anderson. Yes. Yeah. The running back from Atlanta. The Dirty Bird. I couldn't stand that damn Dirty Bird. Every time I saw it, I wanted to like you know just you know punch him in the throat. But if he scored, if he got in the end zone, then he owned the end zone. There was one way to stop him from doing that stupid dirty bird, and that would stop him from scoring. But if he did, then you just take your butt on off the field. But, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you expect from John Gruden? You know, he's a man of theater. He gets it. He understands football. It's fun. It gets people talking. So if Andy Reid doesn't like it, make sure you beat the Raiders. If not, take a victory lap. I love it. I just thought it made the Raiders look as if, 
they were just happy to get the win as opposed to expecting to get the win. Well, like if, you know, look, the, the Raiders are the Raiders. I mean, think of their fan base. Think of them in Oakland. Think about what they're going to be in Vegas when those lunatics start showing up to the stadium again. Uh, they're all about being theatrical. They're all about being larger than life. Uh, think about Al Davis and Just Win Baby. So I remember way back in the day when the University of Miami got off the plane with fatigues on. Oh, oh that was that, so you? good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, it, it, it's all fun and games, but it, you got to back it up. So, uh, but this this is funny. I think John Gruden it, it really made the wrong team mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that yeah. stuff you do. That stuff you do to bad football teams that can't hurt you in the long run. Uh, I mean, why would you want to go up and slap the bear? Why would you want to rile up Kansas City? I mean, they can absolutely hammer you. Some bears like to be slapped, but that's a different conversation. Let's talk about the Rams. Are they a good team, yeah. man? Help me out, because I'm still uh, trying to okay. work it out. Here, here. Okay, so I watch video uh, every Monday. Break down the game, watch it going into Tuesday. Uh, usually Tuesday, I start the opponent, but I'm watching a little bit more of this offense. So I look at the offense, the Rams' offense. I see ten wins, uh, and I know Jared Goff needs to get better. If you heard the coach's show, Sean McVay is not. He's happy with winning but he wants to score 30, 35 points a game. So, and this team is capable of that. So I see where he's coming from. He's got the weapons. Uh, Cooper Cup, Woods, uh, when Higby plays like that, they're, 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 they're dynamic. And Jared Goff, when he gets the ball out of his hand, they're dynamic. So I see 10 wins. I look at the defense, I see championship level. Uh, and I, and I, I fully believe this. Someday Sean McVay will be coaching against Brandon Staley. Uh, when you're a top-five defense and some of your – less heralded players are having career highs like Leonard Floyd. He's getting more out of Floyd than anybody ever got in Chicago. So that stuff gets attention. So at some point he'll be in the mix for head coaching. So I see championship defense. The problem is, LZ, when I turn on special teams, I see 4-12. and 12. I really do. Uh, that's a problem. Place kicking is an issue. Uh, kickoff, uh, kickoff team, if you can't nail it out of the end zone, they're going to keep returning this thing. At some point that's going to hurt you. So uh, – that needs to improve, but I'd say they're a good football team. They're they're playoff worthy. They're one of the best teams in the toughest division, so they're really good. They just need to pick it up on special teams. So Andrew Whitworth, can they make up for his loss for the next six to eight weeks or however long he's out? Okay, you guys talk hoop a lot, um, and I'm trying to relate it to this. Uh, Joseph Noteboom, I liked at guard. I really did, but I loved him at tackle. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's better suited to play tackle, especially left tackle. He's athletic. Now, he's not a guy you want to put in the phone booth, which is what guard is. So I thought he did okay there, but I think at left tackle, I think he's going to be just fine. But there is no replacing Andrew Whitworth, his leadership, and what he brings to the football team. If you watch his body language, he's actually telling McVay on the field. Like, he's giving gestures to speed up. We got him. Like, he's almost a coach out there, so you can't replace that. But athletically, I think Boom will be, will be fine if he can stay healthy, if that knee holds up. You talked about the defense, and I agree with you. I think this is a Super Bowl defense. We've seen teams with less than thrilling offenses win Super Bowls because of their defense. Is this one of those teams? Well, uh, you're going to have to coach it that way, and I don't think Sean McVay is ready to give up the goat on this offense. Um, I don't think this offense is bad where you have to protect it like 
like the like the Baltimore Ravens when you had Trent Dilfer, you, you run, 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 and if it's at worst, you just punt. But I still think this offense can win in a shootout. It just has to play better, and I think you're you're moving in that direction. But you know, if if it doesn't come around and you have to play defense, you've got Johnny Hecker. You can flip field position. You can play defense. You can get teams out. It's tough to score on this defense. So. Uh, I think Sean McVay always has that option, but I don't think he's ready to give up on this offense just yet. DeMarco Farr joining us here, Rams on-field analyst. Um, what do you make of the kind of three-headed monster they have going on at running back? Like, do you – you know, the fans are always fans in this sense. Short for fanatical, right? They want one guy to get more or whatever. But how do you feel the breakdown has been since Akers has been back and healthy? Well, you know, look, I, I subscribe, and I'm an old football guy, so if you have three backs, you don't have one. And that's that's fair. Um, I think everybody would love to have a healthy Todd Gurley. It would, would love to have a young uh, Adrian Peterson as their bell cow back, a Steven Jackson type. But to me, um, coaching and watching, if you've got three guys that can come in and run the same plays but run them three different ways, and you always have a fresh back in the game, I think that's far more damaging than one guy doing it. Because one guy wears down. Uh, one guy, uh, if, if you catch a thigh, he's, he's slow for the rest of the game. So if you've got three healthy backs that can just keep the pressure on the defense to where they can't rest, they can't relax, they can't pin their ears back and just say, I'm going to forget my run responsibility and go after Jared Goff. Uh, nope, I've got a healthy back, i got a fresh back, I have to play run first, so... Play action is always viable as long as that, that back is fresh. And it seems like they're, 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 they're doing it and they're not selfish. It doesn't matter who's doing it as long as the ball is moving. So that's something special. So I, I kind of like the three-headed monster, as long as you remain unselfish. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Switching gears just for a second here, we have a coach that you know is definitely on the hot seat in Anthony Lynn. Um, I wrote a piece this week in the Los Angeles Times advocating for him not to be fired and gave my rationale. Am I just an idiot and they need to make this move or have the injuries and the inexperience of this team really crippled them in a way that's led to this 2-7 and seven record? Now, from a radio perspective, am I supposed to say, yes, you're an idiot on your show? No. Yeah, you can. But, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can. Fine. No. You can. I wouldn't do that. But no, no, no. I, it's, look, football ain't fair. Anthony Lynn is a fantastic coach, and I think I think the Chargers have just had a run of bad luck. You, you can't really control in, uh, injuries. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but you are what your record says you are. So, you know, if your fan base just has had enough, and I've seen this before, coaches get fired – and you know in your gut they're good coaches. If, if things have fallen different ways, you would have 10 wins, you'd make the postseason, and away we go. But it is what it is. And you look, the thing that he can't overcome is, is when you have leads in the fourth quarter and they evaporate and you lose. Uh, you just There's no way to explain that. And when it happens time and time again, yeah, I mean, things get sour. So sometimes a move is warranted. But look, he, he's a fantastic coach. 
Um, if, if not here, I hope someplace else because, like I said, guys love playing for him and uh, you just can't control injuries. DeMarco Farr with us here, Rams on-field analyst joining us. Um, who is the team that maybe the Rams have played or, you know, whatever, or it doesn't have to be the Rams have played them or just a game you've watched, a team that um, has surprised you and give me one that has disappointed you this season. Ooh, well, okay. Can I say Arizona surprised me a little bit? Sure. But I can't say I can't. I can't be surprised because it is Kyler Murray. We knew this was coming. You saw this his rookie year. Once he starts to, uh, the more reps he gets, the better he's going to be. And the guy is phenomenal. That that hail mary pass was unbelievable. To, to, to get loose, to find the space, to be able to throw it, and then throw it that far. And then on the other hand, I, I still can't believe Bill O'Brien gave up on Hopkins. Why Bruh. would you ever let a guy like that out of the building? It does not Bruh. make sense at all. So, well, there's a reason that's he's a been bit, the reason he's been fired, right? right? Like, there you go. You know, but I just it just doesn't make sense. It's it's stupid. Uh, sorry to say. Now he's an idiot. I'll say that, LZ. That that doesn't make any sense. So that was a. Uh, I guess that's a surprise. Uh, the other one that's kind of, you know, I mean, I don't. I'm not ready to write this team off. I still think Tampa Bay is a snoopful, and not because the Rams have them on Monday night. <laughs> When you look at the weapons that they have on offense, and they're still gelling on offense, and then you flip to the other side on defense, just as many weapons. What was his name? Dan Deerdorf told me when he did broadcast, he would do an all-22. He would throw all 22 starters into a hat and then draw out the best players. If you did that with the Rams in Tampa, I wonder how many more players from Tampa would you have? I mean, which, Brady, Sue, Levante David, Devin White, Mike Evans, these guys are super talented, and they're still not playing their best football just yet. So uh, that's the team that is really, really scary to me in the NFC. No, I, I would agree with you. You know, I thought Seattle perhaps was a scary team because of the, you know, the crazy can't-control play of Russell Wilson, but it, it is, it's starting to appear he cannot overcome their defensive woes. My God. And I love Ken Norton Jr. And he, uh, his players are doing everything that he's asking them to do. They just can't make plays. And it's just like Anthony Lynn. I mean, they're doing everything that you want them to do with effort to the best of their ability, and they're still getting gashed. Um, from SC to now, he's had a run of great defenses and great players. I, I think this is the, the, the end of it. <laughs> this is the worst group. Without Jamal Adams, that would be a terrible defense. I mean, without that guy making plays, game-changing plays, this would be a horrible defense, probably the worst defense in the history of ball. And that's, that's shocking for me to say with Pete Carroll and Ken Norton Jr. So is it the Legion of Gloom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fits perfectly because of Seattle. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and something else. I mean, Seattle without crowd noise is just not the same. Yeah, no, yeah, that that, that is that is a good point. Um, you mentioned the Chargers. Um, do you think that it, it, this is ominous for Coach Lynn? You know what? I, I think his only salvation would be that rookie quarterback. You know, I mean, I think that kid's going to have a lot to say. He's the franchise now. He's he's going to be the guy. So if he feels comfortable, if he gives them a a, a nod of approval, um, then I'm I'm sure maybe ownership might look differently on Anthony Lynn. And if you look, you really can't blame all their their losses on Anthony Lynn or coaching. I mean, some of it was just personnel right. uh, and COVID situations. It is what it is. So 
But uh, Justin Herbert, I think, has a chance to take hold of that division, uh, possibly someday take hold of that entire conference. That kid is dynamite. Uh, and whoa, I'm whoa, shocked. whoa, Where slow down now. Oregon? We're still trying to get used to Patrick Mahomes. How are you just going to hand the crown off already yeah, to yeah, some that, new cat? That, that seems aggressive. Well, he's younger. I mean, but I mean, I think if, if, if not for Mahomes, then who else? Who else is going to be competing with him for AFC championships in the yeah. AFC? In, I'm in assuming Lamar. Year. I'm assuming Deshaun yeah. you know, Watson's going to get it together. Just, yeah. um, right? I mean, Tua's in got this thing going years, with the Dolphins. He's only played three games, and they're playing really well. I need to see more out of him. But in the next 10 years, do you think Lamar Jackson's going to be there with the way he plays? Yeah. Why not? I don't think he's RG3, if that's what you're asking me. Well, we'll see. I mean, we will definitely see. Um, I, I love the, the quarterbacks that run around. I love the rushing the, – the, the running quarterbacks, so to speak, but I always wait to year three with them. Let me yeah. see if you can develop as a let me see if you can develop as a pocket passer, or let me see if you have the coaching staff around you that can help you get better. A la Colin Kaepernick. Remember when they tried to make him a pocket passer out of nowhere and it stunk up the place? Yeah. Well, yeah. to your point, we you know there's a you know they they are predictable on offense, and he's discussed that. And Greg Roman is his OC, who was Kaepernick's OC. Um, exactly. So. Uh, it may maybe they do need a new offensive coordinator to your to your point. But uh, last thing before we let you go, uh, you're a Pac-12 guy, you're a Washington guy. LZ and I have talked about. Look, I love college football. LZ loves college football. Um, this season with the Pac-12 just feels like it's detached from everything else. I know they're going to lobby for a college football playoff spot for Oregon or USC or whoever comes out of there, right? But it just feels like it's just too detached from everything else. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's fair. You know, when this season, I mean, thank God that the season kicked off for a lot of these seniors, juniors, what have you. Just to get back out there in the middle of this pandemic, I think, is is a win. It's a win for everybody. And if you can do it safely, then great. Uh, but I always said, if you're going to kick off, then there should be no national champion because it ain't fair anyway. It's all disjointed. So just win your conference and just say the, the national championship is vacant for a year and move on because yeah, it seems like it's just it's, it's separate conferences anyway. There's no connection to college football. It seems like it's all about Clemson and Alabama anyway. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, can you really say whoever wins this thing gets into the playoffs is a true national champion when some teams started late or weren't playing at all? You know, does that make it's sense a, to you guys? No, it's a trash season. I say just watch individual games and don't, to your point, think of it as connected. Just, you know, yeah. they're in silos. Whoever, whoever wins the Pac-12 is Pac-12 champion. Whoever wins the SEC, SEC champion, and then we move on. Uh, when we can play everybody at the same time, everybody starts at the same, same time, then we can get back to national championships. There you go. DeMarco Farr, Rams on field analyst, friend of the program. Thank you, sir, for switching times this week because tomorrow's the NBA draft and we're going to be knee-deep in that. Thank you for adjusting your schedule and coming on on Tuesday. So appreciate it, man. No worries. And Greg, I trust. All right, man. <laughs> Don't get out of here. <laughs> All right, DeMarco, take care. And Greg, he trusts. I'm glad somebody does. All right, coming up next, LZ. Um, things in Houston are getting crazy, Okay. And with the Lakers, I teased this earlier, I'm going to tell you right now, there is a free agent, one that you and I have talked about, that Ooh. I think is flirting with LeBron and the Lakers. We'll tell you who that is in four and a half minutes.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Hey. Music is uh, is there now. By the way, did you have you seen this Amazon Prime commercial? I have not. They're really good. So basically, remember Cameron, his dad had the fancy car that they, they stole. Remember? Right. Yep. Um, so it, the there's two sets of commercials. There's one of them where these two kids are trying to are in this garage trying to talk about getting this um getting this the sports car the dad's sports car and it's Cameron on seeing them on his phone on his Amazon blink camera or whatever and say don't you even think about it I know I've been <laughs> down this road before I know how this goes it's actually very funny if you've seen the movie um that's funny yeah yeah and then they have another one where it's just Cameron opening up the garage door for the Amazon package person but uh delivery person etc but it is it is a smart campaign uh by Amazon but uh you LZ I, I was reminded of yeah that Cameron's on the bus in speed he is on the bus in speed. I didn't remember that until you just mentioned that. It did just hit me. I was flipping me. through and I saw speed and I was like, oh, is this Ferris Bueller's day off? And I was like, oh, no, this is where Cameron dives in a bus or something. Yeah. By the way, do you think speed, before we move on to the Lakers and someone who's a free agent that you and I have discussed that's openly flirting potentially with the Lakers on social media, um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like in speed that Dennis Hopper really fell for the banana in the tailpipe? Like, shouldn't he have been smarter? To know that that video was on a loop? Uh, it's hard to tell because he was doing all sorts of other things. Right. He was, he, he was yeah, doing multiple things at yeah. once. Yeah. So, I mean, look, for the sake of the movie, which is a classic, I don't care what Amin has to say on his podcast, um, I think it's flawless. And no, he would not have noticed because he was very busy doing other things. Yeah. I must have written at least four stories with the phrase, you know, pop quiz hot shot. <laughs> it's such a great line. So, such a great Dennis line. Hopper was really good in that movie. Oh, I, I mean, he's a so great actor good. in general, but he was so good in that movie. So um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sandra Bullock was great. Keanu was great. It was a good movie. It was very it was a really good. good movie. It holds up. Yeah, yeah. It, it does hold up. It does hold up. It's not one I don't think that. I mean, there are some movies I've seen them. Um, so I was watching the other day on uh, on cable. I came across um, the Breakfast Club. And you know, outside uh, outside of a few references to the '80s, the general theme holds up, right? The theme like, holds up. Yeah, the theme yeah, holds up. The theme holds up. It's different kids from different uh, upbringings, and some kids are nerds, and some kids are jocks, and some kids are the cool kids, and some kids are just normal, right? In between all of it, right? Like that that stuff, and they all just kind of eventually come together with their hatred of the detention teacher or whatever. But yeah, like I. I it, it 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 was it didn't hold up as well as I thought, but I thought the theme held up. I, I think that yeah. one could use a reboot. You could do a reboot of that just because did I he, think Do they still it, do that in school? Detention? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I would imagine so. Maybe not no, I mean during a pandemic there's no detention. You know, no, we no, could, no. You'd make a pop up on Zoom what for an extra amount of time. You have to um, wear like two masks, one over your eyes and one over your mouth or something. <laughs> 
So who's fighting with the Lakers? Um, so you and I have talked about a number of different people, right? That mm-hmm. we'd like to see join the Lakers. Do you remember who these people are? Uh, well, certainly Gallinari was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergi Baca was another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan Thompson's on there. Mm-hmm. So I know that. Let's see. Let's review. We know that Tristan and um, LeBron had drinks. They had wine. Yes. They had wine. We know Serge started following the Lakers on the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. And we know Gallinari is like, hey, I'm Italian. Right. He is a I'm Italian. <laughs> there is that. Now, Serge Ibaka's Instagram today on his Ooh. story has mm-hmm. a, um, you know, like a picture of a caption from something called Clutch Points NBA. And it says, consistently winning. It has a caption that reads, LeBron James and Serge Ibaka are the only two active players to have 600 wins since 2010. So it has pictures of LeBron in the Lakers, Heat, and Cavs jerseys. And it has uh, Serge in his jerseys of the three teams he's played for. uh, Toronto, Oklahoma City, and, well, Orlando, but, you know, whatever. He was there for a couple years. Um, They didn't win all that much there, so he did most of the winning the other two places. um, And Serge has it up on his Instagram story right now. Interesting is what I would say. See, Greg, that's what deserves an eye emoji. Yes. I'm learning. Okay, okay. Not the damn Giants and Jets or whatever the hell you were making. It was the Jets. Jets and the Patriots in the second quarter. Right. Oh, my God. They could have been 1-8 instead of 0-9. If I text you a screenshot of Serge Ibaka's Instagram story that has that on it with eye emojis, then what are you doing, LZ? I'm like, oh, snap, let me look. Correct. And you're like, and then your reaction after reading it and looking at it is? Ooh, he's going to be a Laker. Right. That's what the look eyes emojis needs to be. It needs to be something that makes you go, ooh, okay. Not some rando game in the middle of the second quarter with the Jets. Yes, you need emoji etiquette. No. But I mean, like, is this really? I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the the story. So they're the only two players. What what is that important to me for? Why am it's I? It's important at because he's a free agent. Yeah, but I mean, just because he has the same number of wins as LeBron, that doesn't mean like, oh, he's a Laker now because they have the same number of wins. First of all, did you hear me? He started following the Lakers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That, was <laughs> that first. means way more. He also followed him on Twitter one day, and then but this he was after. The next day. This was after following the Lakers on Instagram. Then he posts this on Instagram. I feel like we're in some like numerology type stuff. No, it's not no. numerology. <laughs> you still yeah. hurt because I said the Raiders should act like they've been there before. Yeah, let that go. That's I, old, man. That's old bits. Why? Why you bringing up old stuff? I didn't say anything about that. Because yeah, you still heard about it. Serge Ibaka wants to be a Laker, and instead of being excited, you're talking about yeah. Well, who? Well, who knows what's going on in social media? Maybe he'll unfollow okay, us yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We've seen enough people in social media to know at this point in time that this means absolutely nothing. Thing. Look, who's doesn't even have social media anymore because of all this? Let it go, Greg. Yeah, just let it go, Greg. Let it go. I mean, the song will tell you to let it go. If you're listening, we're, the world is speaking to you. The Mother Earth is speaking to you. Let it go. Yeah. Don't be a hater. This ain't about the Raiders. Um, Laura, is that Bars. the... Laura, do you agree with LZ and I that that is the proper usage of eye emojis? That the Serge Ibaka Instagram story with LeBron on it? Yes, because it makes you go, what? 
I want to see what's about that. It makes you think. Shocking. Like, Ooh, you're like, what's up with that? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the whatever Greg sent it for. At the I don't second even remember quarter of a anymore. Jets game. Yeah, I mean, on Monday Night Football. There it is, Greg. Just let it go, Greg. If it makes okay. you feel better, I don't feel nearly as emotional about them celebrating as I did earlier today. <laughs> so That's he, good. he is also let it go. I've let it go. I've yeah, moved on. Exactly. But, but seriously, out of everyone who's out there that's not a multiple-time All-Star, Serge Ibaka oh could not be more perfect Correct. for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Could not be more perfect. Rim protector like Dwight Howard. Three-point shooter like Danny Green was supposed to be. Perimeter defender, underneath defender, physical, champion, experienced, and most importantly, he wants to be here. He wants to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a better fit because even with the other names we talked about, Tristan Thompson, offensively limited. Yeah. D- Dwight Howard, offensively limited. Gallinari, defensive, defensively Gallinari, limited. Defensively limited. Right. Like, Serge Ibaka will sit there in that corner and wait for you until you're ready to pass him the ball. Yeah. And on the other end, every single person who's able to get by Anthony Davis's outstretched arms are going to have to deal with Serge Ibaka. Right. And by the way, LZ, by consensus, an amazing teammate in the locker room. Yes. Yes. And a sharp dresser. He is. He's got those crazy scarves. He uh, he, he told me. I did a I did a post game walk off with him last year where he said he doesn't do drip he does art. Ooh, yeah. Even thoughtful and doesn't yeah. he speak like fifteen languages? Yeah, and he's got a cooking show. It's on in Canada a right now. A cooking show. But you know that's where uh, Kawhi had to try to eat the bull testes. Remember? That is disgusting. Yeah. Kawhi wasn't. He put it on pizza. <laughs> Kawhi wasn't dealing with that. Oh, so try to fool him with the okie doke. <laughs> That's why I get straight pepperoni, homie. Yeah. You ain't fooling me. You know, some extra testosterone there, you know? No, I'm Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, All right. (laughs) There's that. Uh, Last thing before we uh, move on and we uh, we take a break because we're going to talk to Cap. We got Crosstalk coming up here in a second. Um, This Houston Rockets thing, man. So if you don't know what the hell happened with the Houston Rockets, the uh, the last update was from our friend Tim McMahon uh, here at ESPN, one of our NBA insiders, basically covers the Texas uh, the Southwest and Texas regions. So the Rockets are basically willing to get, quote, uncomfortable with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And as the season starts, they're willing to let this thing play out a little bit. And in regards to the Harden situation, they want a young star and a massive haul of picks And a source did confirm to Tim McMahon that the Rockets and Washington Wizards have discussed a Westbrook for John Wall deal, as first reported by The Athletic. But Houston wants assets in addition to Wall, a former all-star point guard coming off a ruptured Achilles. So, look, as much as I am not usually pro-owner and pro, uh, as opposed to pro-player, I'm way more pro-player as URLZ, in this instance, I kind of get what Houston's talking about. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. Like, I'm pretty sure James was involved in making sure Westbrook got there. Correct. Oh, no, there's no question with Daryl. He was so, absolutely involved. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like going, yo, homie, we're, we bartered everything in the world to bring your homeboy here. Yeah. And now he's here. You talk about you want to bail? No. No. I may trade you 
but it's going to be the way I want to trade you. Because when I gave you the keys, you drove this franchise into a wall. So now I'm taking the keys back, and if you end up in Sacramento, you can figure out how to get to Brooklyn from there. And if you end up over here, you can figure that out. I'm trying to get some draft picks and maybe another player to hang some posters around. I'm not trying to make sure you get to play with KD because you're not happy here anymore. That's not my responsibility. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. All right, let's talk to Cap about this. Uh, let's talk about Serge Ibaka flirting. Uh, and it's Taco Tuesday. Cap is going to join us next here on Crosstalk, 710 ESPN. You're listening to KSPN Los Angeles, Crosstalk. Scotty Cap is here, Sedano and LZ. We all come together here on a Taco Tuesday. Cap, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty well, as a matter of fact. Um, I love when, when LZ said something in the last segment about straight pepperoni, homie. Yeah. Yeah. No bull testes on his pizza. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I need, I need to be able to clearly identify what's on the pizza. Yeah, I'm feeling you. George Sedano, what's going on, man? Taco Tuesday, huh? I love me some Taco Tuesday. We celebrate that every Tuesday here at the house. Uh, last week, we got a little fancy. We did a little lobster taco. This week, we're just doing grilled chicken, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, we, 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 hit, we hit it hard on Taco Tuesday at this house. <laughs> How do you do lobster? I mean, do you? Well, I, I think that my wife bought them. Um, like, basically, it's uh, frozen lobster already cut up in, um, you know, in small pieces. You know, mm -hmm. lobster tail pieces that are cut mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then yeah, you just uh, you cook them after that. There's frozen yeah. lobster. Frozen yeah, they, you know you could freeze stuff and then just uh, yeah. She bought. I, I could ask her specifically, but right now she's probably handling two uh, small children uh, at the moment. But yeah, mm -hmm. I can ask her for next time, and I will have an answer for you. But yeah, I did see a bag. It was a bag, and it was small little pieces of lobster. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. Are you, are you feeling it? Are you feeling that? I mean, I, you know, it's interesting when you get lobster tacos or if you get a lobster burrito at a burrito shop, you know, what are you getting really? And then what I was asking George, what did he do? Did he get lobsters and then like cook the lobsters and then take the lobsters out? No, of the no, I didn't do all that stuff. We just got like it was already prepackaged and ready to roll. I don't know where she got the lobster from. My guess is some either the grocery store or something like that. But yeah, Fell off the like, back of a truck, maybe. No, no. We do have a friend who goes lobster fishing here off the coast and will bring us tails. Uh, I mean, th dude, he brought us like these humongous tails. The problem with tails, though, the bigger they are, the more um, uh, chewy. Problems they call at home? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, the more, the more chewy they are oh. as opposed to. Uh, <laughs> I'm just following BBD. We play BBD at the beginning of the yeah, show. The, I'm just, the, I'm still there. So smaller lobster tails are, are, are. Um, you know, are easier to eat, basically, is what I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. But still delicious, nonetheless. And they're free, so I'm always in on free. Absolutely. Yeah. I would like to do tacos today, but I don't I don't think the family's in a taco mood tonight. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah it's, Why don't I'm you do, like, some Beyond mood. Meat tacos? We've done that a couple times. No, no, no. I, I don't think they're in that space, period. I'm oh, not sure I see. what space they're in right what, now. What, what's, on the, what's the part of the culinary cuisine then tonight? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I think we're leaning towards Indian. Oh, okay. When I did a quick drive-by questioning, mm. you know, it's like... Mama yes. Granderson likes Indian food? Mama Granderson loves her some butter chicken. Okay. She loves some butter chicken. 
Yeah. And I'm a big, like, uh, you know, sock paneer guy. I like the spinach and the yeah. cheese cubes and stuff like that. I okay. like to go straight vegan or vegetarian as much as possible when I eat Indian. Yeah. But um, Mama Granderson likes the, the butter chicken. Okay. It's okay. Good dish. So, good Cap, what w- what is, uh, I mean, is there a Taco Tuesday menu at the Kaplan household right now? Is there, did you crush some sush today? Like, what, what did you do? <laughs> I didn't crush any sush. No yeah. sushi crushing today. Okay. No. Okay. But but standard Taco Tuesday. You know, it's kind of the same thing around here uh, every week. My one daughter, who's 16, she takes total control of the situation. Okay. She wants ground turkey that she makes. She cooks on the stove, and then she puts you know powder like taco powder in there, and then she's got tortillas, and then guacamole and cheese and shredded lettuce. I mean, she takes total care of it. I mean, my my 16 year old nice. takes total control of of Taco Tuesday here at the um, house. So tomorrow is the NBA draft cap, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, LaMelo Ball, a uh, young man from Southern California, his brother's Lonzo, right? We all know LeVar, his dad. Um, you know, he could be going number one in the draft. I don't believe he'll be the number one pick in the draft. I think that that will be Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. But I think, you know, LaMelo's clearly going to be a lottery pick and probably a top three to five pick. Um his father, LeVar, who we all know, uh, has a big personality, has a lot of things to say, um, gave his son, LaMelo, some words of wisdom as he goes into the NBA. And, you know, look, LeVar takes a lot of grief, but I, I think LZ and I talked about this earlier because we talked about it with Mason in Ireland. LeVar kind of hits this one in the head, and it's about the relationships with, uh, you know, the potential females, uh, the young ladies that young LaMelo could meet in his travels in the NBA. And here is what LeVar had to say. You're never going to meet a nice woman, especially in, in basketball. You're not going to find nobody like I found your mom or, or my mom and dad. Because here's the thing. If you're in this profession, which you got all this fame and notoriety, how are you going to meet a good girl? You're not, because what you're going to meet are in the restaurant where you eat, or you're going to go to a club where you dance, or you're going to meet her at the arena. So I hate to tell you, you're going to meet a <laughs> What do you make of what LeVar had to say there? Oh, my God. Did, did he say you're going to meet a, and then... Yes. You ain't nothing but a hoochie mama. Hood right, hood right, hoochie mama. Oh, man. So that's, that's really life, is, is life is arena, restaurant, club. That's it. When you're an yeah. NBA player, you go hotel. to the arena. There's hotel yeah. in there too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you learn more on like real talk. This is like real talk. You learn more about LeVar in that statement than you do about his son or women. You learn everything you need to know about LeVar, but you don't know anything about the son or the women in question who may or may not flirt with his son. And, I, and that, to me, is what I laugh most about. Because to your point, Cap, the places he picked, <laughs> you're like going, oh, so I guess we ain't going to church then, huh? <laughs> and you, <laughs> I guess, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you like the club, you're like the game, or like a restaurant when you go eat. And that's it. And you're just like going, dang, like... I, I I guess I mean you're not lying if that's all the places where you're going. It's just really interesting that you're just limiting the options of meeting you know the opposite sex to those three spots. Right, those are the only places you get to go when you're an NBA player. Didn't yeah, he have a, didn't he have a brother that would that would also say, "But wait, Dad, 
on occasion, I like to stop in at like a Gucci store. <laughs> right, maybe. Right, L- L- Lonzo could do that. Now, look, I will say this, and and, and LZ, you can attest to this because you've covered this league as well for a long time. And I will tell you, Cap, and, and you know, I don't know if you've stuck around after games if you, when you've been to an NBA game, but if you stick around after an NBA game, after the players have gone back to the locker room and uh, showered and done their interviews and all that, they come back to the court uh, usually and, and go to the bowl, mm-hmm. right? And in mm-hmm. the bowl, as they wait for the buses, um, you know, if you're the road team specifically – there is usually a uh, a group of people uh, contingency if you waiting will. for them near the, you know their bench, and you know I would say that's you know sometimes it's mom and dad right who could be there in a, in a specific so city nice. you know really it nice could be your cousin way. could be your brother could be your Love uncle my could cousin. be your oh, grandma my uncle. right my always been there yeah yeah, yeah. always but, been there but there is also. A contingent hey. of, of ladies that occasionally <laughs> hangs out there in yep. that area, too. How they so, get there? You know, I, they got tickets, um, perhaps yep. from the players, uh-huh. um, perhaps from the players' friends. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, is all I'm saying there. So LeVar's not that far off, is what I would say. No, no, he's not. If you're limiting your options to those specific Correct. places. Correct, correct, correct. Which, again... Is a reflection of him and his worldview more so than necessarily the women that are out there. Nonetheless, I'm not going to front. There are definitely people out there, women out there, but guys too, believe it or not, with an agenda. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, they take advantage of guys who, let's just say, may not be as astute. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember, Cap, I remember interviewing... (laughs) A football player, and I just threw out the question, hey, how did you and your fiance meet? And this dude told me he had thrown a fundraiser at his house and that the woman that he was marrying was just happened to be someone who was hired to help, like, you know, with the hors d'oeuvres and stuff, Mm -hmm. and that she didn't know who he was and that she didn't know he was a football player and didn't follow sports, and they just hit it off. And I'm looking at this dude. I'm like going, you a damn fool. <laughs> but, but I'm going to keep doing this interview like you're not because I need to get this story done. But trust when I say, I'm thinking you're a damn fool. Because if you don't think she knew where she was going and who you were, trust you and your money will not be together very long <laughs> because you're not smart. You're not a smart guy. Yeah. You're not ready for this life, man. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a tough life. It, it's not an easy life, and it can chew you up and spit you out in a lot of ways um, if you aren't careful. And I think that, you know, I, I think that NBA players over time, um, ha, you know, sometimes when you're young, you learn that. Um, but there are some. I think guys have gotten smarter because people that they surround themselves with, whether that's agents and things of that nature or business partners, are you know they they. They've done a better job of keeping them at least focused on the business aspect of it. But to LZ's point, and I think that's what Lavar was referring to, when you're not in the arena, you know, you you gotta you know, you got you gotta maybe expand your horizons because if you stick to those particular places, then you may not uh, find, you know. Oh. I didn't say that. I didn't oh, say wow. that. Wow. I didn't say wow. that. 
pros. Wow. It's yeah. pros. She said pros in that song. That's what Laura pros. said. Pros. Um, so anyway. I have a question, though. Yeah. Yes. Isn't the kid like 19 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that between the ages of like 19 and maybe like 30, you know, like have a good time, kid. That's what you make. That's when you make all your mistakes. Yeah. Like the, the whole notion of. He's Wait, I was supposed to stop at 30? Well, whatever he wants to stop. I mean, I like, my dang. point is, is like, wait a second. You're, you're saying things like, hey, you know, he's not going to be able to meet a nice young lady. It's like, hey, dude, he's 19 years old. He's about to become ultra rich. He's about to become way more famous than he even has been since he's been in the spotlight since he's about 14 years old. This kid live a little bit, Pops. And where did so he come say, from? Be more Leo, more Clooney. Perhaps more Jeter? Jeter, yeah, yeah. Jeter's a good one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Jeter was good because Jeter was able to do all the things he wanted to do on the down low. He right, in New York. People, yeah. You mean all the people he wanted to do on the down low? Yeah, like things. he, he – there was that never too. really a lot of uh, – there was never really a lot of Derek Jeter in page six. Well, that was know. because he wasn't in the social media Twitter age. Right, that's true. C- citizen journalists would put your stuff on blast. Right, mm-hmm. that and he would. You had the big parties right at the house. There was the the cell phones had to be put in a basket or whatever, and they were locked away or whatever. So you know, look, I, I get it. You know, I, I get it. But it is fascinating, though, um, as we have uh, embark on another ball brother into the league. It, it will be uh, certainly something that people will keep an eye on, particularly tomorrow. And what happened see where to the other up. brother? What happened to the the kid who Angelo, went to UCLA? Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. We kind of knew just, he wasn't kind of hanging out. Yeah, he's not a player. You know what I mean? Like he was. He could have. He could have. He could have been like a living. college player, but I don't think well, he's an NBA he, player. He, he could have made a living though playing the game if he had transferred to another school and just take the more traditional route. If not in the G League, then certainly overseas. He probably could have done that. But it's unfortunate that you know he has to now kind of sit back and watch his older and younger brother do this for a living. And he really has no path, and that's kind of sad for him. Yeah, yeah, it stinks. Maybe, uh, Cap, uh, you- maybe TNT will, will put him on their pregame show like Fox put Cooper Manning on their pregame show. Yeah, Yo, I, dog. I, I, I we, doubt that'll be the case. We, we, we had him on Sports Nation. You don't really want that. <laughs> okay. yeah. I doubt that'll be the case. I'm going to leave that alone. Cap, what do you got on the show today before we go? Well, I'm going to talk a lot of Rams. What a huge win that was this past weekend. And I'm going to get into a bunch of Ram stuff. Um, I'm also going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals because you talk about a huge win. Yeah. Those guys pulled off a monster win also. So my friend Jody Jackson, who covers the Cardinals out in Phoenix, is going to be on. J.B. Long, the voice of the Rams, will be with us later tonight. And I'm going to get into a bunch of NFL because I know this whole week is going to be about NBA and free agency and draft. So tonight I plan on doing a bunch of Tuesday night quarterbacking. All right. Sounds good, brother. Have a great show. Back to you guys. I appreciate it. All right, man. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brother. Laura, Greg, you as well. Uh, Greg, I'm glad you learned how to use eye emojis today. Uh, and find the governor's uh, information, you know, in an emergency situation. You can just go to the website. Who knew? All right, we're done here. Caps up next. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. Momo's going to be hanging out tomorrow. See ya.